This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here we go. It's hour five of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. And we're about to be joined by a special guest here. Talk some Mavs. Coming off a big win uh, last night, an easy win over the Trailblazers. And they will host the uh, Blazers again tomorrow night at the AAC as Tim Cato of The Athletic joins you now here on 105.3 The Fan. And... A good evening, Tim. How the heck are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Man, we're doing good. Uh, you know, it's it's great to get a win uh, like that. Um, and and even though they didn't have a great December, I'm excited about this team compared to where I was last year. Give us your overall 30,000 feet of view of this team here as we go into 2024. Yeah, they had an okay December. It was, it was up and down. It was rocky. They missed a bunch of players. Kyrie was out almost the entire time. Derek Lively missed some time. There's a couple games that Luca couldn't play in. It was a, a December that they, they survived. Um, I think that kind of describes December for a lot of us, mm-hmm. um, but they did survive. They're into January. Yes. The record looks a lot like it did last season. No, I, I don't see anything that that really reminds me of of last season where where there was this catastrophic collapse and and i think the biggest reason for that is is kind of that rocky start i I think that this team may be finding its best lineup the only problem is it hasn't played together uh i don't know if you guys want to take some guesses but there's there's four players that i think make a lot of sense that have only they only have 67 possessions together um it's it's a four-man unit that i think we're going to start seeing a lot of and that's uh, Luca Kyrie, Dante Exum, and, and Derek Lively. And I think the big question the rest of the season is, wait, let's actually see these guys together. How good can they be? Hey, Tim, how how worried are, are are you or the Mavs about with Lively these, you know, early in his career, the injuries that he's had to deal with already? Is it uh, is it just early wear and tear on the young man, or is there something more to what's going on? I don't think they're too worried. I mean, not yet. Um, you know, a tall guy having some ankle problems early in his career, he's 19. And, huh. and so, and, and especially you, you got to remember also that, you know, these weren't just him landing after a rebound. These, these were more collision type plays. And, and so with that in mind, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a mild concern, but it's not one that uh, it's just way too soon to think, Oh, this is, you know, this is something that we're going to have to deal with throughout his career. Right now, they're just much more, you know, they're just shocked that, that you know, this is who Lively is. Like, that's the main thing I hear. It's just like, we didn't, we weren't even sure if he was going to be in the rotation. We weren't even sure if he was going to be up from the G League at this point. And uh, this is one of their best four players. I, I think it's very clear. You know, the Tyson Chandler comparisons were interesting, but he was more of a blue collar straight line type of dude. I, I think Lively has a full skill set and basketball IQ that, that allows him to be a more dynamic teammate. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. He is a, dy- a dynamic offensive player. Uh, the the passing that he has shown, and in, in you know, it feels like he adds a little bit to it uh, with with each passing week, at least. Um, you know, first we were seeing him, you know, catch out of the short roll. He was catching right around the further line, and he was just immediately finding oh, open guy in the sh- uh, in the corner. I'm going to laser it there. Uh, then he turned into somebody who was catching in that same spot, and he's like, I'm athletic. I'm big. I, I can move. I can take one dribble, and then I can dunk. You know, he did that over uh, over Chet, uh, you know, over, over one of his fellow rookies, you know, one guy who is, you know, one of the more impressive defensive players in the in the league. And so absolutely, he's he's shown a dynamic, a dynamic offensive package and dynamic in the NBA. When you're a tall center, it can still just mean, hey, I can get to the basket basket and score with the dribble like he doesn't need a three pointer to be a, a really plus offensive player because he has been already. And, and I think he's just going to keep showing that and, and keep showing wrinkles to it. Talking Mavs with Tim Cato of the athletic here in the G bag nation. Uh, Luca, obviously being uh, the MVP caliber version of himself, maybe the best version of himself, the most efficient version of himself. Is it as simple, Tim, as just him being in better conditioning compared to previous years? Like what do you attribute Luca playing at the height of his powers right now? I, I think that's the simplest reason. I mean, Players get better as they they get older. And I know that's ridiculous to say about Luca, just based on how good he was. Like he has certainly improved in some ways as well. But I, I really think that the number one thing is is his conditioning. Last season, especially down the stretch of last season, I, I think it was one of the first times they had it that he had ever played basketball and not enjoyed it. And this is somebody who is a is a lifer. Basketball is his blood. Basketball is the single thing he loves most in the world. And he was not enjoying it last season. And a lot of it he knew was on him and, and was his, his inability to be the player that we know he can be. Uh, he got really serious about it. Like even before last season ended, he was, you know, lining up, uh, you know, his his summer and his workout plans and, you know, the the people who are going to, he was going to work with throughout the summer, uh, you know, nutritionists, chefs, stuff like that. And I would say that's the number one the number one reason behind it is is that he's really taken that part of his career very seriously. Tim, do you do you feel like he is happy now though? Is I, I know there's people that always sound the horns about, well, this team's not going to put anybody around him. They're not going to do this, not going to do that. Uh, is is he a happy guy now? I would say yes. Uh, I, I think, and I don't want to psychoanalyze Luca too much. You know, sure. I, I don't know him. You know. It, I don't think a lot of people know him, you know, to this degree, but I, I think he views the decision as more, more of a binary thing. You know, I, I don't think that he's going to be thinking for months and months in advance. If, if he were to leave Dallas, I don't think it's something he'd be thinking about months and months in advance. I think he would just get reach a point where he's like, Oh yeah, I'm ready to leave. And the opportunity presents itself. I, I think generally he is someone who who does have so much respect for Dirk and Dirk's loyalty. I, I don't think that, you know, that is whatsoever the the path that anybody, any athlete should be expected to, to carry on. But he has a lot of respect for that. And and he's happy, you know, he, he wants to win and he wants this to be a title contender. But I, I don't think that, you know, especially as the team now is added, you know, lively next to him. And, right. you know, they, they have reshaped the roster in a lot of ways. They went out and got Kyrie, you know, he's, you know, a, a superstar of his magnitude. There's only going to be so much patience uh for for anyone like him but but i think he has plenty of patience and he is seeing things change around him and probably changing you know in his perspective in in a good way 
And so, yeah, I, I think the team is worried about that. And I think a lot of the reporting that's been done about this is like, yeah, the team has to worry about sure. Luca's future. But I think Luca is pretty content where he is right now. He just wants to continue seeing Dallas improve and get to the point that they are actual title contenders. How surprised were you to see Mark Cuban sell the team? Uh, very. Um, I mean, in the exact moment, I'd, I'd heard some rumblings beforehand. But but yeah, no, I, I you know, this is a guy who just a few years ago said he would never do it. Right. And why exactly he did it right now? Um, I think that's still a, a very good question and, and maybe not one that we're ever going to get a, an exact answer to. But, uh, you know, I think it's clear that the he chose to sold to he he sold and he and he chose the buyers based off you know this whole idea that he's still going to be around the team a lot and he's still going to maintain you know this image and this identity that he has of you know just a just a sports fan like you and uh, certainly I, I don't think that you know this is the last we see certainly not departing the picture fully but uh, yeah it was it was shocking and you know just based off his own words. Gavin Dawson, who I work with here, is even you know interviewing you here. Uh, he seems to believe that Mark has an idea of what the next television package could potentially be, and he's getting out while he knows what those numbers might be. Any thought on that going forward? I think that's a fair reading of what Mark has said and some of his motivation for doing this. I will say that Mark has predicted many things, and he's not always right. I, I do think that the the streaming deals and the TV deals are certainly headed in a in this direction. You know, they're they're headed that the the local packages are not going to be as lucrative, and that the streaming services and the, and the ways that things are changing. You know, the you know, as he's talking about the streaming services, he's also talking about how gambling is going to be the new revenue source, and you know, and obviously that plays out in in the the buyers and the Adelson and the the Sands Corporation. You know that plays out as as a potential revenue stream that that they're buying the team and, and viewing as a possibility, but like I said, Mark's not always right. He also thought the NFL would be, uh, yeah, I, I think done for, at like yeah. this year, maybe it's last year. Yeah, you know, he made the, like a 2012 prediction. He's like, NFL's a cooked product. It's going to be all over by uh, 2022, yeah. and uh, so I'm not saying he's wrong, and I'm not saying that things aren't changing, but but yes, that that is that is one reason, and we'll see how right he ends up being. Tim Cato, Mavs beat reporter for the Athletic, with us here on the fan. Uh, I'm seeing Jaden Hardy removing Mavs stuff from his bio on social media. Do you have anything on Jaden Hardy here? Well, this is the first I'm hearing of it. So um, okay, yes, uh, I'm, that would be a surprise. Yeah, that that doesn't correlate with um, anything I've heard. You know, certainly I've heard no rumors of like active trade talks involving him. Um, you know, I think if the Mavericks get to a point. You know, he's expendable, but I think a lot of players on the roster are expendable. You know, that is just the inevitability of, of being in the NBA and, and, you know, being on a team that's trying to make the next step to uh, to title contention. And, and I think that Hardy's skill set, while, you know, if he comes good and he's shown flashes, I think he would be a useful one. You know, there's always room for a third ball handler, um, but it makes sense why he's been phased out a little bit of the rotation. And, you know, he just hasn't been good enough to, to warrant it. So... Whether there is something there, uh, let me get back to you. But um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see. You know, certainly, I don't know for sure that his future is going to forever be in Dallas. And you know, maybe it maybe if you're playing with Luca and Kyrie, like maybe that's the best thing for his career anyway. If if that is what comes to light. 
So as the trade deadline's approaching, is it is it him and Josh Green and maybe Grant Williams that's you know your best asset sitting on your roster, or how would you evaluate the Grant Williams uh, you know adventure up to this point? I think Grant's been okay. I, I think he's had some nagging injuries that that have not been as publicized um, that that have affected his play. This is also who he is a little bit. He is someone who sometimes struggles to impact games when he's not hitting threes. And Boston fans will would tell you that. In Boston, he would also go through stretches where he wasn't hitting threes and he wasn't as impactful. And so I, I think that I think that he's going to be a competent NBA player. I think for the most part, uh, even despite his struggles, he's been a competent NBA player. And we saw last season that they did not have enough of that. Uh, I, I don't think in the in the long run it's going to be a bad thing to have Grant Williams on the roster. I'm not sure how much of a, a trade asset he is. I think to some extent, but you know maybe he's not someone that player the other teams are like, Oh, we got to go get this guy. I, I think that's still uh, Josh green. I, I think Josh green is still a player that, that there is a lot of interest in uh, muted a bit, but there are teams that look at him and look at his skill set and think, I think we could unlock him. So, so when you're talking that, you know, I think it's green and possibly Hardy and then definitely whatever picks the team has available. Will new owners change the, the, the model that they're looking to build as far as a, a championship system? It seemed like Mark was talking about we want two plus a bunch of role players adequately compensated. You know, there hasn't been a strong move into luxury tax threshold for Mark Cuban for a long time. How has this evolved? I think that's a great question. I think that it's going to look... I think over the past two years, Nico has had more control over the front office, Nico Harrison, um, than Donnie Nelson probably ever did. Mm. At times, Donnie was, you know, really driving all the decisions, but there was a lot of Cubans influence over the team. And I think there's been less of Cubans influence over the team ever since Nico got put in charge. And I think especially over the past year, Um, that's not to say Cuban hasn't been involved and he says he will continue being very involved. But I think involvement and influence are slightly different things. And I think we've seen the same amount of involvement, but less influence over exactly how the Mavericks are leading the team. And my expectation is under the new ownership, it's still going to be Nico's show for the foreseeable future. And so I think the way that the team is building uh, the the roster around Luca is, is going to look fairly similar, maybe with some more luxury tax and uh, spending involved, though. We'll see. We, we've seen Pascal Siakam's name get thrown around. What What do you think, from just an overall need standpoint, would be the most desired skill set that they could acquire at the deadline? I think it's somebody like Siakam. I think a big four who can score a bit is is exactly the type of player that they're looking for. Um, there's some ways where Siakam isn't a perfect fit, but I think he's close enough that they're definitely going to be interested in him. I'm not convinced that they're going to have a, a, enough to send out, you know, even if they're, you know, offering a Canadian and, and Omax prosper, you know, I, I know Toronto loves the Canadians, but, um, you know, I, I'm just not sure they're really going to have quite enough to, to, to swing that. But I do think that's the type of player they should be looking at. I do think just somebody who can be a, a lead defender, which I think if Siakam recommitted to really being a defensive force, he could be that. And uh, just someone who, who's bigger, who has size. Uh, I think that's exactly what the, the, the team is looking for right now. And, uh, you know, whether it's Siakam or somebody else down the line, there's only so many of these players around in the NBA. But but that's the type of archetype that Dallas should be looking for. Tim, I'm about to do some reckless radio here. And it, it, it's about the, if the, if say new ownership doesn't get the casino or that doesn't pass, 
if say they get to the point where all of a sudden it's they they they're just hitting stone walls the whole time is there any chance that this team could move to Vegas no because even in this hypothetical i'm pretty sure there's already going to be a team in vegas at that point okay like i think the team in vegas is coming by 27 28 okay uh, it, adam silver has hinted that as soon as they get the next media deal done which i believe is 2026 i should know that offhand but i believe it's 26 um i, I think those expansion teams are going to be right around the corner and by then, we may have an idea whether the the, the gambling situation and, and what it looks like in Texas, whether the the, the ownership is the new ownership is is going to kind of get their wish. But I don't think there's any any concern about a, a franchise in the what the fifth biggest media market. I don't think there's any concern about them moving, especially because the NBA is already kind of looking at Vegas, wanting that process to start. And def- also wanting that expansion fee that comes with it, you know, the the buy-in fee. Sure. You know, I think they want all of those things. And so there is every reason for Dallas to remain in Dallas. Tim Cato, Athletic, fantastic report once again. Anything else before we let you go? I think that's it. I think that's it. So, uh, yeah, go read my stuff on The Athletic. And uh, I have the only Mavericks podcast. There's a plug. There you go. Man, you're the, the only one. So we're really – I know it's tough. I know it's really hard that I'm – like, I've got the only one. And <laughs> – you know, it's really your only option to listen to, you know, if you want to hear Mavs audio. But, uh, you know, I'm just doing a service to everybody who might be a Mavs fan. Thank doing you. a hell of a job covering you the really team, are. sir. Really are. <laughs> we salute you. Appreciate y'all. Thanks. Tim Cato, the athletic here on 105.3 The Fan. And, yeah, the the only Mavs podcast standing right now, that's kind of insane. That That is. I mean, top five team, won a championship. Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving on the team together at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it's a Cowboys town, uh, but uh, both Tims are doing a hell of a job yeah. uh, getting us some Mavs content sure here from time to time. Okay, uh, Sports Hodgepodge coming up next. Uh, Chief, where are you taking us? Yeah, we're going to iron out some of our bet payoffs for tomorrow. We're going to finalize what we'll, we will be doing yeah. uh, on a Football Friday, plus some Rangers nuggets for you next year. Then. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a great day. Thanks to Tim Cato for joining us from The Athletic. You can go back and listen to that. Good Mavs conversation. A segment here is brought to you by the Frankels. Yeah. Uh, if you are hurt in an accident and it's not your fault, call the Frankels 214 or 817 333 or go online to truckwreck.com. And here's the chief, Eric Chia, follow with that sports hodgepodge. All right. So a couple of housekeeping things to get to here. Tomorrow's a big time bet payoff football Friday. Um, maybe a, a record setting payoff day. 
uh, where all three of us will be involved in some level of payoff, uh, potentially even multiple payoffs uh, for each of us. Broadest has two, Dawson's got three, and I have two. Wolchuk's got one. He's not here. He'll probably hit his next week. Uh, so have you guys committed? Can we, can yes. we hard commit now? Yes. No more putting it in pencil. Can we put no. it in pen? What we as individuals will be doing for payoffs tomorrow. Broadus, you seem confident. What yep. will you be doing tomorrow? I will be wearing the wasabi mustache from the hour of three to four. And that will entail, I'll be after Krusty's Corner and then into the Stephen Jones interview at three o'clock. Okay, so, good. Yes. So from three to four, it, this could be super uncomfortable. This thing could be burning. I might have to ask a question. I can't maybe, the, the horseradish get into my nose. My eyes could water badly. This I could maybe touch my eyes with the wasabi. You never know. Just a lot of bad things potentially that can happen to me at at that 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 wasabi mustache. Cinching some some nose hairs a little bit. Yeah. And what that's going to do to your skin, only God knows. Yeah, I mean, that, we're gonna we're gonna lather. What, we're yeah. going to lather wasabi yeah. all over your top lip, and you will yeah. wear it as a mustache for sixty minutes, including interviewing Stephen Jones. That's fantastic. Okay, so that's that's will that be all you do tomorrow? That's it That'll be tomorrow. your one payoff. Yeah, my 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 final payoff will be to uh to drink with the Tolos. That's, that's right. That one's just sort of we're that's floating. A, that's, that's when we get to the uh the point where we get back out on the road again. Okay, very good. So wasabi mustache and the three yeah. o'clock hour for yeah. brought us tomorrow yeah. uh to uh handle one of his remaining payoffs. Dawson, where do you see you got three payoffs. How many do you want to hit tomorrow? Uh I'm not quite sure. You know, uh, boy, I, you know, I, I might do all three. I might do all three. I'm, I'm, I'm messing around with this idea of a, a bag of Delta eight gummies. Mm. Okay. Overdosing on them. Haven't talked to the boss about that. Uh, but yeah, I think like the effective dose is like one or two gummies, like 10 or 20 milligrams, maybe just eat a hundred milligrams of the Delta eight gummies. Yes. Okay. Um, and see how that goes. Um, I think that'd be a good ba- payoff. That's really good. I like that one. As long as the boss is okay with it, it might get me fired, uh, which I wouldn't mind. Uh, that could count as a double payoff then. I'll allow, the, I'll allow that. If you get fired, we'll count that as two of your payoffs. Uh, I like sandwich in the bathroom. Uh, I, I think, um, you know, as long as nobody's dro- d- dropping a deuce in there or recently has. I think. I think you have it, no idea. Hey, yeah. hey, bathroom sandwich. You have no idea yeah. what is going to happen. The main rule, okay, is that's a that's a men's room yes. situation. Yes. You can't cheat going to the ladies' Not, room. Yeah, the ladies' room, no. Okay, I was planning on doing that, so I don't know if I want to do the sandwich <laughs> The ladies' room hasn't even been flatulated. Well, in, I, I can't do the full Jersey Mike's number 13. That is like, that's a 12-minute sandwich. You no, know, no, if I'm no, power no. Well, it's no, a no. segment. It's right? essentially a large pizza. Yeah, you, you need to have that, that foot-long sandwich, I think. It's got to be a foot long it's in, the, in the bathroom. Football. It's not. not okay. No, we're not doing half of it. So again, I'm struggling. Steven, you know, I, I feel like like Brian's like, yeah, I'll do some wasabi on my lip. I'll drink a Coca Cola. Hey, look at me. I'm doing a bet payoff. You know, your bet payoffs are done in like four seconds. You know. Oh, I got an it's hour the, with that wasabi. It, it could. I could have like a a permanent burn mark. Right. That's what I'm looking forward to. Not only just the initial be, yeah. like nose cinching effects of the wasabi, but the afterburn. Yeah. Like I'm hoping we get some level of red burn rash. Kind of like the Joker. Just yeah, just stuck on your face. Yeah. Throughout at least the weekend. I mean, my hope is I come if, in here for the pregame show on Sunday and that, you still have wasabi red rash I'll on, you on what, your upper lip. If that thing starts to burn very badly in the first two minutes of the game, I'm going to the uh the nitro. I'm going to do the nitro. You'll punt on the wasabi and, I, and welcome be, 10 million Scoville into your it's mouth? Go, if it's going to if it's gonna burn my face, I don't, you know. I mean, I'd rather okay. my insides. I have a better chance of surviving inside stuff than I do 
stuff on my face. Well, that is your track record. Yeah. I, th- I think you might be all right unless you have an allergic reaction. Just yeah. doing a quick Google on this. Yeah. Unless you have an open cut, and then it can really burn. Oh, so geez. I think like a paper cut on your upper lip a and shade. then wasabi. Well, yeah. as long as you don't get one of those flare-ups, you know, in the next 12 hours or so, that you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, what do you well, think? <laughs> Bad idea, but, Dawson. 100 milligrams will have you contemplating life. Yeah. Being in a medical field, if Dawson does that many Delta 8 gummies, don't go to the ER for them to fix your dumbest mistake. Okay. Mm. Dawson, you'd be higher than giraffe P-word eating all those. <laughs> and I, you know what? I have. I'm, I don't have to. I'm getting to go to the Mavs game afterwards, so I don't think I want to do that. Yeah. Well, uh, well all that. you have to do, I mean, I think you can burn an easy one by, you know, reading the crappy question to Stephen Jones. Yeah. Like, to me, that's a no-brainer. That's a you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna boom. There's one payoff yes, right out the his. door. Talk about ripping the band-aid off. I know. Sixty six seconds. I, that's what I want. Sixty six seconds. You have to do that tomorrow. I would worry about him. He's trying to like get you to trump his dumb question that he. I it's know. not trumping it. No, it's, it's, it's the it, exact it was, same thing. No, no. You're going down in history for answering asking that question. He yes. it, and he does not. No, he does not have to be a part. Of your foolishness. Yes, he does. No, he it's doesn't. payoff time. No, unless he, he wants to eat a twelve, you know, twelve-inch bathroom sando. He's unless he wants to be that. higher no, than draft p-word at the Mavs game. I think sixty-six seconds of ripping the band-aid off is is easy money. That's an easy money payoff. You know, it is right, easy this, when you put it that way. But I I have okay, more anxiety about that than any other payoff I've here, done. Here we go. Here, wow. Here yeah. we go. This is this is the this is the follow-up of the bet payoff on that. If in fact the Cowboys. Come back at us and 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 say and call. Hey, this isn't for your bits. Yeah, that we're not here for your bits. Yeah, you have to do another one. You have to another do bad a, question. No, another <laughs> bit. I uh, know another. That's bet a guarantee. Payoff. <laughs> I was about to say that's a no problem. <laughs> no, but bet payoff. Okay, another bet. If, that's if, fine. If that's fine. Tad comes back and says, "You guys don't pull that s again. You're doing another bet payoff." I will agree to that. All right, Tad, don't bleep me. Yeah, Dawson. That's a payoff tomorrow. That's a beautiful payoff. It's a wonderful payoff. I might. I, I think I'm going to do it just because of how bad he wants to do, that me to do. Oh this. no, there's yeah. some. There's motivation here. There's yeah. some motivation here. Okay. I just think it's a, it's a great easy payoff, and I think for the listeners, I think it'll be funny because no, we're all going to be right. in, and, and and we're all going to be in on the joke yeah. in real time. We're going to know. Oh, here it is. Here's oh, the meandering sure. crappy question. When he, when he starts to say Lance Zerline, we're all going to know. What a Why would he name drop a draft expert out of Houston, Lance Zerline? What was Zerline? What was what was <laughs> on Greg, the Greg, Greg Zerline? Greg Zerline does get name drops in yeah. it. That adds to the funniness. <laughs> Steven's going to be confused, but we're all going to be in on the joke. Yeah, and, and then including the listeners, it's a great payoff for the listeners. I think the listeners will appreciate that. Steven hangs up, or Tad comes back at us. You're doing another bet. Even payoff. better. That's fine. It'll it'll be a payoff worth it. Yeah. Look, this this question is insane. Okay, listen to this over the next sixty six seconds. Oh, you're gonna do okay. Yeah, this is good. And you need to perform this. Imagine me asking this to Stephen Jones tomorrow at three o'clock. You know, Stephen. One of the things most fans are really curious about with the Cowboys, but really across the league, is one thing that fans and people like to talk about is just, you know, what the process is of making these in-game decisions in the moment. And it always really ends up falling back onto the plate of the head coach, ultimately. But the process involved, how many people are involved in these decisions? For example, Greg Zerline's 59-yard field goal. Can I add in there a couple of years ago? No. Sure. Yeah, a couple of years ago. <laughs> no. Some people would say, hey, maybe you should go for it there or whatever it may be or call in a timeout or maybe in any type of in-game, in-the-moment decision. And I'm curious kind of what is the process like ultimately 
when it's in that moment? Is it Mike McCarthy deciding for himself kind of based on the knowledge and lead up, whatever it is, just kind of a gut decision for him? Or are there people in his ear saying, hey, we should probably kick the field goal here or, hey, we should call a timeout here? What is the end game process like when it comes to making those sort of game management decisions? Dude, you could have ended that question at six different intersections. You just kept on rolling. I think I can do that now, Brian. You can. I can definitely do that. Boom. That's it. Look, that's a payoff done. You're snapping your fingers, ripping the Band-Aid off. I think that's a, that, that's easy. Now, my own, my follow-up question is, how many Delta 8s did you eat before you asked me this question? <laughs> that's the sad part is we were filling in for the KNC Masterpiece that day in the midday. It was it was a call up. I mean, we were we were we were trying to be on our best behavior. We were trying to be the the best versions of ourselves. And unfortunately, okay. that's what that's what crept out of me that day. It's bad. I'm not proud of it, but I think that's fantastic. It was more try hard related than, than THC related. Both can get you. Both can get you. And I, I got bit in a huge way. Uh, now, for me tomorrow, I have two payoffs. I'm thinking about knocking two out at once. I don't know what's funnier uh, from a facial hair standpoint. Is it the no mustache, chin strap, Amish, you know, Amish strap on mm-hmm. bet payoff? Or is it the Fred Durst goatee? Doing it all for the nookie? Yeah. Like, what's funnier there? Because I could show up wearing that as, as you know, my facial hair See, for I tomorrow. I think people are still doing the Fred Durst a little bit. <clears throat> the, 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 the mustacheless beard... I don't think I've seen that look in public since 1999. I think you go with it. You th- okay, you think that is a little bit more visually funny? Oh, that yeah. would be hilarious, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can easily do that, you know, for tomorrow. And the thing that sucks about that is ultimately you got to just go with the full shave after that. You know, you're not going to be rocking no, the... I so think- it really sucks because then I'm having to do the full shave, which is which is a bummer. But I think on top of that, I could do I could try to do the milk me challenge, which is a gallon over the course of, you know... Five hours. So of the no show mustache tomorrow. and throwing up tomorrow for him. Yeah, possible yeah. skin burn for me right? tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll tip my cap to you for the gallon of milk over five hours. I think you're going to do it, but I, it's going to be very uncomfortable, like yeah. massive stomachache kicking in. Yeah, I'm 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 nervous. I, I I'm going to walk into work tomorrow expecting to vomit, and I'm nervous for the lovely Mrs. Chiafalo who's going to have to deal with your gastrointestinal uh, from tomorrow night through the weekend. That's going to be brutal. It'll be a, a, a sulfur-filled weekend in my, in my house, unfortunately. Uh, but what's what's new? Honestly, it won't be too much different. But okay, so I think that's pretty good. I, I, I think I think those are pretty good payoffs yeah. there. That's yeah. worth tuning in for. Yeah. Four sixty nine says I'm an ass. Damn millennials and their need to see others suffer. Listen, man, we're all suffering together here. Yeah. Yeah. No. no, no, should, no. Shouldn't have picked the. Shouldn't have picked the. Shouldn't have picked the Eagles. Shouldn't have picked the, Eagles, the Cardinals. Yeah. Should have picked the Cardinals. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I had a collective 20, 31 points of spread over a three-week period and yeah. lost all of them. Yeah, Historically yeah. bad. The the worst uh, G-Bag survivor uh, trio of weekends, in uh, I think, in our, in our history. Yeah, I'd say. Takes me back to uh, 2018 Dallas Cowboys in those three games around Thanksgiving. <laughs> played three of the worst games in, in franchise history. It's essentially what I did. And uh, I'll pay the price for it tomorrow. How about the 214 saying uh, that his brother-in-law is an edible consumer and he's a 125 milligram a pop kind of guy? Oh, my goodness. Wow. I think if you build up, um, you can do that, you know? Like, maybe you actually kind of need that. Uh, It sounds like a very expensive habit. But if you're just a regular, like, once or twice a year, sure, I'll take an edible and you go for the whole bag. 
you are in for you're it. over yeah there's no way i could i could do that and then you know go to the aac later on no <laughs> at that point you're hearing colors and, and <laughs> seeing sounds yeah it, it's a different world uh okay so tomorrow's bet payoffs are going to be incredible uh, especially in that three o'clock hour. Bad yeah. questions to Stephen Jones. Yeah. Wasabi mustaches. Yeah. I'll be looking like a schmuck trying to consume a gallon of milk. So uh, all on a day's work here in the G Bag Nation. Uh, a couple of nuggets here. The first of which the World Series champion Texas Rangers will have a uh, Luka Doncic uh, jersey, special what? limited edition Rangers City Connect jersey. Okay. Uh, with a Luca twist. So it's a basketball jersey with the number 77 on the back, but it's all in the Rangers City Connect Peagle aesthetic i'll tell you it. what man that that stuff we saw some of those, those the marcus simeon cowboys Mar- yes, jersey that was really cool that is a uh that is going to be a july 24th giveaway at globe life field so Ooh. you're going to that game we might be at camp that's gonna be that's gonna be sweet we might be at camp we might uh, be at camp. and then there's also going to be on may 15th versus the uh the guardians at globe life field you will have the adolis garcia call of duty endowment bobblehead okay so it's a Dolis bobblehead, but yeah. he's he's got a Call of Duty aesthetic to him, and uh, and proceeds go to the Call of Duty endowment, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so so those are two little Ranger nuggets for you in terms of giveaways, and and it looks like they've hired somebody. Uh, to do some some pitching strategies. Guy from the Red Sox, right? That's right. Former Ranger pitcher. Uh, the Rangers have hired uh, and, and and former Boston pitching coach. Yeah. Rangers pitcher Dave Bush. Okay. He's director of pitching strategy. Okay. All right. I like this. What they're doing, man. I they have uh, great great momentum going with their coaching staff, and uh, I think right now the absolute perfect balance. I expect them to go back to back, Brian. I think that's what we're in for. Let's here. go. Okay, I think y'all letting Gavin off too easy, in my opinion. With it, are you kidding me? I got to ask Stephen Jones the worst question ever. I got to eat a sandwich in a bathroom. What else am I doing tomorrow? I mean, this is going to get crazy tomorrow. The bet payoff extravaganza like no other. It'll get underway at 2.20 and continue all the way through the show. And before too long, Brian's going to be attempting to take down an 18-pack yes. uh, during a, a, a Friday show yeah. Okay, at, 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 a, at a remote to be announced soon we're going to come back and and mix with the get right see what uh, reggie and ca have cooking here for you on a thursday evening in the g-bag nation 105 through the fan well thank you to everybody for making us part of your day the g-bag nation had a huge show today with uh, four guests and uh, tomorrow we'll have a couple of more for you including stephen jones at three o'clock and uh, danny cannell at four talking college football national title game with danny tomorrow um and, of course, a lot more in store for you as well, including a quadruple, maybe quintuple bet payoff. As we'll have the biggest bet payoff Friday ever. I believe they have been finalized. And tune in tomorrow starting at 2 o'clock for all of the hijinks. As we now hand it off to the get right and tonight's configuration, Reggie, Anatula, and Chris Arnold. And a good evening, gentlemen. How are we doing? Man, doing pretty well, fellas. Better than you guys are going to be tomorrow, but I'm excited to listen in to it. What do you think is the worst of the payoffs? Is it Broadus's was wasabi mustache? Is it Dawson having to read the terrible question to Stephen Jones? We did a good job on that cold read, by the way, earlier. I thought that Thank was you. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I think yeah. I need to work on the conversational tone. A Absolutely. Bit. But yeah. I think just for a cold read, I think yeah. that was really good. Yeah. It calmed my anxiety about it significantly. I heard well. it immediately yeah. after you were like, oh, yeah, no, this is doable. Yeah, yeah. this is doable for sure. Uh, and then I'm going to be doing... The mustache uh, is not a problem. The mustache, the facial hair. Yeah, that you can eat that, but the milk. It might be the milk. I think might that's be the, the one seed. For that or the was- how long is the wasabi staying on his hour, upper lip? An sixty hour? minutes. Ooh, you okay. will not have a top lip. Yeah, I was like that. Yeah. That that one could be tough. 
Like, cause that's like putting the Vicks vapor vapor yeah, rub. Yeah. Except exactly. this is a whole different level. Yeah, that's right. But I don't He's know. Gonna, I can't recall if wasabi has like that that you know olfactory port portion of it. Like, you know, yeah. I don't know if that sense gets to you. Can you? Put, I think it does. I think when it gets up in your nasal, yeah, I'm doomed. Well, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. Can you put plugs in your nose? You no, just, heck, no. I got to roll. No, that's part of it. Yeah, I roll. hallucinations I mean, and whatnot. I mean, like <laughs> at three o'clock, we got Steven, and my eyes might be watering. I'm. Oh, so we're making sure we get Krusty's corner out of the way first. Yeah, that's okay. That's very kind of you, gentlemen. Yeah, we got to talk about the officials. Okay, yeah, gotta do that. Oh, yeah. And as we know, that's very important these very days. Very important yeah. these days, yeah. I hope you look like a fire marshal bill at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm telling you what, man. If that thing is burning, I'm going to do. I'm, I will. I'll go do the nitro gummy thing. I will. I'll do okay. something else. That's not doctor recommended. No. 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 I don't. I don't think that. Well, it is. It is an anxious day when you're driving in. And you have multiple bet payoffs to pull off, and yeah. it is. Bro. Yeah. It's like, oh crap, <laughs> this is going to happen, and then you forget about it, and then you're like, oh no, that's right, I'm doing that in about an hour and a half. Broadus is going to be uh, visiting a dermatologist early yeah. next week, right? After what that wasabi like does to his face. Yeah. How much for a skin graft? We just paid for Bennett's uh, tuition yeah. there for the spring I just, semester. Yeah. I saw that Joey Chestnut. How quickly do you think Joey Chestnut has hammered home? Like, how long did it take him to hammer home a gallon of milk? Oh, God. Joey Jaws. 20 like seconds. I, we're taking le- talking less than a minute for sure. Easily. We're talking less than a minute. Easily. 35? 13 seconds. Good God. A gallon oh. of milk. Did he keep it down? I don't. That's what I can't. I can't seem to figure out like if he has, actually. That has, you have to keep it down, down in order for the, uh, for the, yeah, for the record to hold. Stand, yeah. yeah. I imagine yeah. like oh, the he's gallon. He's throwing up before on bet payoffs before. Yeah, though. but yeah, he, he's not a professional eater. We, yeah. we know this. Not oh, a no, real he, have you seen him eat? Oh, I've seen him eat, oh, but he's yeah, not he, a real eater. He's got oh, I, right, I made yeah. him eat one time. Right. I was he, very happy to do that. He saw me fail in front of 10 Waffle House waffles. I needed I, you to do that. Your yeah. your, your shoulders had gotten too Tell high. the Tolos what you made him do, because that was the first one, I believe. Yeah, yeah. He, he I, I don't know. Oh, it came up because of uh, fantasy football payoffs. Yes. Right? Because yes. somebody lost their league, and they had to stay in the Waffle House for 24 hours. You could deduct an hour for every waffle you ate. And he was like, I'll be out of there in a few hours. It's like. You're not eating all those waffles in a short stint. He's like, yeah, I can, absolutely. I was like, you're not eating 10 waffles in an hour. He's like, I could definitely do that. And I was like, okay. I underestimated the size of those waffles. 100%. And yeah. I, but this is the thing. I would understand that if you were just like imagining them, conjuring them in your head. I was like, no, you don't understand. These are big waffles. And then we showed you the waffles, and then you tripled down. And so I was like, no, you're going to eat these waffles. Because I'm not allowing you to just talk this and say this without facing the repercussions. And you did. And it was a very painful night. How and many I waffles it. was it? I ended up doing four and a half waffles. Yeah. In, in Didn't an even hour. get to five. Yeah. Yeah. Four and a half in an hour is pretty good. At, uh, you the know, the boob stick almost got him that one time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boob stick almost got him. That. Gosh, yeah. that sucked. Yeah. Uh, speaking of sucking, it looks like uh, your, your quarterback is <laughs> what going. A segue. Going to uh, Ohio State there, Reg. Will Howard? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them people are going to be so mad very quickly. <laughs> like, Will Howard is a, a solid quarterback. Very uh, starting quarterback in college Michigan, football. Is that what you're saying? I would actually, we were talking about him, me and Carter, and I, it would be the funniest thing in the most college football thing for him to yeah. lose like three games yeah. under center and then win against Michigan. That'd be yeah. the, the most hilarious thing. No, he's he's a solid quarterback, but also Ohio State, like the expectations that get there oh, yeah. are just a different level. And that was not what I was expecting for him. And so, you know, Vicon Dios, right? Go go with God in that regard. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm not hold, holding out or waiting with bated breath that it's going to go very well. Well, I'm not sure how the transfer portal works or if it works this way, but I heard Deuce Vaughn is actually trying to go back to college as well. <laughs> <laughs> would like to damn shame. Join him there. <laughs> he might try State. and go to AM where uh, where the offense coordinator Colin Klein went. But yeah. Uh and Oklahoma State received a big boost for the season when Alan Bowman was granted uh, a seventh season wait, wait. of eligibility. Yep. Wait, wait. Yep. Yeah. He was in the recruiting class of two thousand and eighteen. Eighteen, that's right. Who does he think he is? Stetson Bennett? 
<laughs> I'm trying to remember. Will Levis was in that started college at 18. There's there's a few dudes in. Uh, Brock Purdy started college in 18. Wow. Joe Burrow. He might have been a little oh, bit. Burrow earlier. was 19 when we won the national. Yeah, camp. so he he, he, he came like in at 17. 17, yeah. He okay. was at, he was at Tech in in 20 uh, 20, and he only started three games. So that was the the nature of his appeal. I don't know. I guess he got the other season from COVID. Yeah, and maybe an injury. Everybody got year. A, everybody got a year for COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's coming up on the show tonight, gentlemen? Uh, we got a few guests we're trying to get like y'all. We'll start with Jess Navarez of Pro Football Network uh, at 7.20, talk some Cowboys. At 9 p.m., we'll talk to the homie Dave Hellman, NFL on Fox, talk about some of this college football stuff, but obviously NFL on your Cowboys. And also, this is a, a segment that I'm really excited to do at 9.20. What have you been most wrong about this NFL season? Ooh. Really excited to delve into Ooh. all the things that yeah. uh, various Tolos and us have mm. just been Eric, working completely follow. off about. Uh, Speaking of Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, I was going to say. My, you weren't alone. I thought he was going to be impactful was the yeah, word I that used. That was the word you used. I yeah. remember you saying that. He's been anything but. The Deuce might have been impacted, but not impactful. Yeah. But Brada said Sounds it best. Painful. He's got to be able to play special Doesn't teams play if he's going to be yeah. activated. He was a star at Kansas State. Never had to, never had to play a special team in his life. I yeah. guess I, I thought the Mike McCarthy thing was going to work. I thought he had a good idea, and maybe it, it would have worked out if they would have uh, you know been able to run the ball. Uh, but... Mm-hmm. I was I was surprised by that. I, I think Brian, maybe you were a little bit more bullish on Washington. Than I was that, that has I was. turned out. I was absolutely. Uh, but you were dead dead balls on right about Detroit. Yeah, look at the Lions out there. That could have been stuff. a bet payoff. Too. It is. You the, the Detroit has to win a playoff game, otherwise. Hello, dun, 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 dun. Right. I Old eat circle. the wasabi. <laughs> <laughs> on sushi. Stafford's revenge is going to be so sweet. Yeah, you know, for everybody right. involved. Okay, uh, thanks to Carter yeah, Freeman coordinating your video, 105thethefan.com, Twitch, and YouTube. Thanks to Lucius and Alexander there. Five hours of flawless radio producing, engineering, and hosting. And uh, for, for Eric Chiafalo and Brian Broaddus, I'm Gavin Dawson. And uh, until tomorrow at 2, you're going home with the G-Bag Nation at ease. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.